And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. Yeah, I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. Sweet. So Killer Bootlegs, you're in Toys on Tap. This is, it's an honor. It's an honor. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so stoked for this episode. Uh, yeah, I. you want to introduce yourself? Like, like people don't know who you are, which is crazy, but go ahead and introduce yourself so we can get started. I'm Peter Goral, also known as Killer Bootlegs. I've been making toys uh, for the last 15 years almost you know uh under that name killer bootlegs and posting them online and i don't know it's kind of just i don't know people have started doing it so it's become a thing which is cool you know i've always encouraged other people to do and make toys as well so i don't know i'm happy that it's become like a big big thing you know that people do around the world it's kind of cool but yeah. i think like yeah i people accredit me with like having something to do with starting that you know just cool. Yeah. <laughs> that I love that that was such a nonchalant way to say that. <laughs> you know, I don't want to act like I, you know, I had something, but I think I had something to do with it, a little something, you know? Yeah. Just a little something, something in there. So, yeah. I mean, I, what's great, I was just listening to, for those that don't know, you had a podcast uh -huh. and it was running through SoundCloud. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I listened to, there was a day I think I listened to like six episodes and they are not short episodes. So I was like in it for the day. Nice. Yeah. And I just like, I finished listening to uh, you and dollar slice talk about the rise of Skywalker. Mm. And there we go. Yeah. It was so funny. Cause it was like listening to like two kids that are watching star Wars for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so That's bad. Awesome. That's so, awesome. You, I forget that those are up there. Or that they're up still. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're being fully vulnerable right now, this is a moment, like I started Toys on Tap, and within three weeks, I get sent a link to your podcast. And I was like, okay, well, shit. Like, and I, luckily, like I, I looked through and I was starting to listen to them. And then finally, I think I reached out and I was like, do you not do this anymore? Like, what happened? And so. It is like a it's a commitment to do, you know, like to, to dedicate your time to doing all the work that's involved to doing a podcast, like on top of everything else that I want to do, like it just fell on like lower and lower priorities. And eventually it became just a thing I, I couldn't keep up with, or I couldn't do it or scheduling or, you know, even though it is really just like, I'm sure I have like 20 bullshit phone calls a week with a friend 
<laughs> you know, just talking toys or some shit. And if you added that up and, you know, edited it, I'm sure somebody would want to listen to it. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I did listen to the first episode with like kind of your backstory. Can you give yeah. us a, a good glimpse at like when you started doing toys? Because when you started, okay. toys weren't a normal thing. No. Yeah. Not so. the, no, not at all. Like it was like such a, I mean, like I had never had seen anything about it or anybody doing anything like it. And I was just bringing them and putting them in like local art galleries and stuff like that, you know? And um, as the internet kind of became a thing where people were posting and sharing more and more of their personal everyday lives, I started doing that as well, you know, a few years into after making toys. And then, uh, yeah, it's like started seeing more and more people, doing it you know or like I would find other people that did it or my stuff would be like shared on some like weird blog somewhere in the world you know and then I'd be like oh shit there's like other people that do this you know it was like a weird realization because I mean even like I could probably go back like 10 (laughs) like 10 years like me and forces of dorkness Scott Kinnebrew fighting over who like invented the Buddha fet and it's like (laughs) You know, just because the like you didn't have that access that there is now of like everybody sharing and there's like such a culture around toys like that, you know, handmade rather, you know, there wasn't at the time, you know. So being back like in the, I guess the genesis of that and watching an art culture kind of develop around you and what you and like a few guys are doing, you know, like yeah. me and the stock lord and David Healy and you know, uh, there's, I could just keep naming guys, but you know, there's a lot of different guys that, you know, started doing it and then started, there's like generations of guys that kept doing it, see, would see this guy doing it. And then he'd inspire that guy and then he'd see him and then he'd quit. And then he'd inspire this guy. It's just kind of like gotten so ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's, it's awesome. I'm so proud to be like a part of something like that. You know, I mean, really, it's so, so cool. Yeah. And so you're in these, I, I think I, I've mentioned in other episodes, but I always like uh, my wife asked like, whoa, what's this all about? Like, why do you love this? And I mean, it's hard to explain why I love doing toys and toys on tap and all that stuff. But um, it's crazy because the way that I explain it, it's like if we saw Van Gogh and he was starting his art style, like we saw and we saw it begin. We're doing that right now with the bootleg things. Like yeah. it ha- it's been 20 years, maybe that this whole thing has been up and running. Yeah. And we're watching the Godfather still create alongside some of us that are starting, which is insane. Yeah, it is really cool. So uh, put this in perspective, I'm only 30. So early mm-hmm. 2000s, I'm real young. And that's around the time that you guys are starting to do these toys and Mm -hmm. YouTube's like coming out. So there's not much to learn from YouTube Mm -hmm. except fart jokes. And yeah, (laughs) uh, like when you first start doing toys, um, you're, you're having to learn things that aren't readily available. Like they are now. Yeah. Yeah, There was like, no, like tutorials, like on how to make mold, like make molds and, or how to, what to buy or how to do things. It was just like, kind of just figuring it out, I guess, or, you know, asking around at like hobby shops. Cause everything's like relative on how everything, like you could go and, or like, like you could look at like how people make uh, 
dental molds and everything for like how you would make dentures. Yeah. Like you look into how that's done and it's very similar like to what, what toy guys do or like you look into jewelry making and that's very similar. You look into slip casting and like how porcelain's made. That's very similar. Like there's or how just toys in general are made. And you kind of, if you look at the early like prototyping stages of how things are done and I had books like, you know, how like the Star Wars toys are made that, you know, Steve Sansweet or some, some Star Wars collector would put out, you know, and I've had that because I, it all started for me with collecting toys, mm-hmm. you know, and just having this obsession with toys and being an artist and then, you know, wanting to join the two passions together, you know, and be creative when I, I guess, as I got a little bit older and needed a hobby as it started out, you know, it was like, I had a, you know, early young family and I wanted to have something that would just like keep me home to work on things, you know, and uh, just kept snowballing into what it's become for me, you know, obviously, but the art scene around it is just phenomenal and the culture that it's, you know, developed into, you know, which is like a worldwide kind of phenomenon, I think in terms of art because it doesn't certain things like that just don't happen you know we're like a uh you know like a m- kind of m- movement of p- people all around the world that come from different walks of life making you know these like weird art toys inspired by these toys that they grew up playing with you know yeah and making their own you know yeah i think what's great like we're 20 years into this and even now it's still shocking to see that this is happening all around the world. Like I've done interviews from people in Canada. I have some from like Mexico that are lined up the UK. And I have one from, if I remember right, uh, Iran, like that one's like, yeah. And it's like, that's, that's so crazy to me that even in countries that we still have weird imageries in our head, like this is a scene that's beginning and, and going off. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So you are in the beginning, like there's no tutorials, no nothing. That mm-hmm. trial and error phase. Yeah. Uh, how long was that phase for you? I mean, that still could be continuing even now for some of the stuff, but how long was that actual initial phase where you were just burning through like how to mold stuff and burning through materials until you got it right? I mean, it's like that 10,000 hour thing, you know, like now I can do a lot of this stuff like blindfolded and I don't even have to think about what I'm, I'm doing to produce like a real high level, you know, toy, you know, which now I'm, I make stuff, the stuff I'm doing is like getting it ready for mass manufacture, you know, and uh, doing like the prototypings and all that, you know, resin hard copy stuff, but um but still, it's all just like a been a learning process, you know, on how to do things. And it, I mean, it it's it took years, you know. And I never really like, uh, you know, I don't know. It was just like just figuring it out. I guess I don't yeah. know. Like nobody ever taught me. It was just kind of like I would try something if it didn't work, or I'd try something else. And you know, the methods I do, the things I do now are just the way things are done. You know, I guess. And, you know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like when I see other the way other people do things, it's, it seems everybody does seem this, things the same way. You know, you know, yeah. you have to vent stuff, and you know, if you just kind of figure out how the way 
the resin flows really it's like I don't, I don't know you know it's kind of comes more natural to others I think some to, than others you know or just I, I don't know you know because I was like I'll be talking to people and they'll be like saying that they can't like there's no way they could get like some fingers or some you know pieces and the way they would like vent it all crazy with you know I don't know and I may not do that and I just a way of like holding the mold or how yeah. you pour it or you know what pressure you put it at or if your molds are really 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 clean you know I don't know yeah I think I like it's everybody's kind of got their own different methods and stuff and you know yeah. I don't know and even with all these like people ahead of us, like Dollar Slice has helped me figure out how to mold certain things. And Suck Lord, in his Suck Lord way, told me how to do backers. And uh, it's like even with them influencing and saying like this is how we do it, I still have trouble because I'm still finding what works for me and like how well to do it. I couldn't imagine being that first person that's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock this shit. I'm gonna learn how to do it. And now we all do it the same way that you do it, which is interesting. Yeah, I made, I mean, I made a lot of tutorials and, and stuff like that I would help guys out with because like, I always felt like, well, when I was, you know, when I was like trying to figure it out, there wasn't any, anybody necessarily, you know? So it was like, I always felt like if I knew something and somebody was asking, you know, and they were having trouble, like, why wouldn't I? help them out because to me it was always like the more the merrier like let's make this something and I think that with more people doing it and the more encouragement that people have to like if like people are like wow this is awesome it's like yeah let's do it because the more eyes that are on them like the more eyes that are on it just kind of like eventually gets to be a thing you know and yeah I think that that's the way to be about it instead of versus being like real secretive and you know I don't know I think there's two different like mind states of being about it, you know, where you could be like, I'm not going to be helpful, you know, but yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's dope. Yeah. Helpful. <laughs> you know? If I like, as I'm listening to you, the undertone that I'm getting is like, you hate gatekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah. Gatekeeping. It's tough. I mean, it, I, I don't ever run into it. in in this community which is dope um and i I think because of that i'm so willing to say like hey if you want to host a podcast like this is what i've learned this is how i do it or if you want to do this i don't have much experience but here it is here's everything i know i can do yeah if like if i had the time to help somebody you know like that's why like i said like i made like a tutorial that was like an email I made it for one dude. I wish I, I probably could go back to find out who's the first one I sent it to. And yeah. then I would just forward that to like other people when they'd ask. And I'd be like, well, this is how I do, how I make all the molds. And it's pretty much the same today, you know, like the way I would do everything. Yeah. So you, uh-huh. you start doing this, you make your first toy. Uh, and then we're going to make that jump all the way to Phantom Starkiller and uh, Count Draco. So we're going we're gonna to cover that. So that-, that was like a few years later. Um, I mean, like I made a whole bunch of one-offs for a, a half a dozen years where it was just like making one of a kind figures. Yeah. And that would be like the thing, you know, it wasn't like I was trying to make multiples of them. And then it, it got to where I was selling those and 
wanting to make multiples. And like I said, I would post the thing and then people would want to buy them and I would have to. So it was like, I had to figure out how to make molds and do it by necessity. It wasn't because like, I was like, wow, I want to make 25 of these things and put them on this thing because like, it was a cool thing to like, there wasn't a thing to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it was like, so I, I was, I had to figure out mold making by like necessity, you know? And, uh, so I started making the first ones that I made like an addition of was, um, these like, uh, R2D2 spray cans that came with a boom box. I love it. And, um, as I started posting those online, like, that's when I was saying, like, I didn't like gatekeeping or that was the vibe you were getting. It was because, like, when I started posting stuff online like that, people started comparing it to the Suck Lord, who I had no idea was, like, some dude on the East Coast making toys like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And as I'm posting stuff and it's getting shared and it gets shared, you know, it's like you find out about these other guys who are, who are doing things. And it was like, oh, this other guy made these toys that are like that, that are... uh a spray can or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so that was my experience of making my first edition of a resin figure. But then uh, after that, it was like, I made carbonite Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. And then uh, a couple of like, then the Buddha Fett, you know? So that was like, you know, 2010, 2011, maybe. Okay. And like so, that. Where are you, so I think what's interesting to me is we talk about posting it. So I'm assuming you're posting these on like Facebook because yeah. Instagram's not a thing at that point. Yeah, no, Instagram was not a thing back then. No, so yeah, it was like Facebook, you know, and then, yeah, like they would get shared. And that's what I was saying, like about the thing with Scout Kinnebrew, which was kind of interesting because he's like a dude in Texas who's making toys, resin toys and posting them with hit, like, you know, on the, on you know and like things just get shared amongst the groups as it became kind of like a scene you know back in those early days yeah not many people were talking about those type of things you know yeah I mean I was in school like college when that was going on I I mean that was the furthest thing from my brain at that point I didn't know I had a love for it and so it like seeing those things spread that early is just amazing to hear about so you, you produce the R2-D2 uh, spray can. Then we're going to jump a little bit. So that's your first type of run almost. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I think I, I can't remember. Maybe that maybe I did make something before that. Okay. And this was Not on my, your own with no yeah. – uh, I mean, DKE probably didn't fully – No. Yeah. No, I mean, we didn't, we didn't know each other for maybe three or four years later. Okay. So were you able to sell all 25 of those things? Yeah. That's so rad to be one of the, that was like a collaboration with this dude who actually, he owns uh, the Yeti, the Yeti where it's the Y E T E E. It's like a t-shirt design company where it's like a t-shirt of the day. He like invented that t-shirt of the day thing kind (laughs) of his name's Mike Mancuso. And he had this like screen printing I guess thing called 60 bones and uh, he put on this art show in Aurora, Illinois called the toys are, or the toys that made us or the toys are us or some, something like that. And I went there 
And I had like all the weird, I brought like a couple of the weird things that I'd been making being like, yeah, I make these things too. If you ever put on another show like this, I'd like to be a part of it. Yeah. Like what his, his show was like nothing, uh, like nothing. What like I would, you know, they were doing something completely different than what I was doing, but I've never, I was just trying to like meet other people that were like doing like toy inspired, like art. Cause I'd never heard of or meant any, like I said, anybody that was doing anything like that. And like to hear somebody that was like about around me, I went to the show, you know, with my wife and a friend and his girlfriend to like, go check it out, you know? Yeah. And I brought some of the weird things I was making and showed him. And he's like, yeah, man, if you make like 25 of something, Damn. I'll sell them, you know? And so that's what I, ma- I made. Those first ones was like for him to like do some, you know, and sell or put in an art show. And, Cause it was like a traveling show that he was doing. We interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this. Earth to Aliens have landed. Earthling. I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. Toys, 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 toys. Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, toys, toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. Toys, toys, toys. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys and toys, toys, and toys, toys, and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. toys. Hey, look at that over there. It's a spaceship. Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com. That's earth2kentucky.com. Or just land your spaceship when they're open. And then and then like, I made like a display with like a bunch of weird shit and brought like a bunch of my weird one-offs. Yeah. And like put those on display to try and like sell the edition, you know? Um, yeah, that's what, that's what that was all about. Like start when I, cause it was like, just to kind of like show the one-offs that I was making really, yeah. you know, at the time. And then, uh, yeah, then I kind of like, once I started doing that and like, like I said, I, I had something to post pictures of really. Cause I had never like, wasn't taking like pictures of them. Like it wasn't like something I was doing. Like, you know, I'd like make these fucking weird ass toys and I just put them on a shelf and like, it wasn't like, and it would be like something I made for myself. And that's still a lot of the time, like what this is, you know, it wasn't like to make them to sell them. Yeah. And that was kind of like a new idea for me, you know, it was like making them to sell them a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. And you're doing, I, the way that you're describing is you're doing so much legwork because when we start, there's essential people that we need to reach out to if we want to get like eyes on our work or something, but yeah that didn't exist so you're just going you're like a traveling salesman with your own art which was rad <laughs> Kinda, yeah like i was like going like i said like i went to aurora from rockford where i'm from yeah like just wondering like what would or like you know like I, it was like i think i even went back like to the car and then came back and was like hey man like i make these weird fucking things like would you be interested <laughs> in showing them because i didn't even know like who to or how to show them back then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So we're going to do a little bit of a jump then because you, okay. we have to spend the majority of our time on the two biggest things that you've created. Yeah. Um, you, you created from this nothingness and this abyss, you've created a whole world. Phantom yeah. Star Killer that is, uh, that has been bootlegged and from different <laughs> people. Um, yeah. I've like, uh, 
phantom star scanners coming out and comic-con yeah. like yeah, yeah there's so many things it's so funny and i love it so much and i encourage the fuck out of it uh you know within reason like you know i'm happy like when it's kind of like sanctioned through dub and he's like orchestrating it kind yeah. of instead of just being like the wild west and people kind of like making things and selling things but you know most dudes like reach out and are like hey i'll send you one and you know it's it's like all oh, you know and like i said i encourage it unless it's like you know some guy making them and trying to like you know was like really trying to rip me off in some way which i don't think any of you know the guys making the figures are you know yeah. you know what i'm saying like if somebody was like making them with the intention of like uh, you know, being harmful with it. Yeah. And so you, you created this and it's original character and you like have gotten to the point where it's perfected to where yeah. these things just look so damn clean. Oh, and, it, and, <laughs> and it's like, so you, what was your thought process when you're making this? We, when you're starting from scratch to make a figure that didn't exist anywhere? Well, I mean, back in 2012, when I made the first like version of him, it was just to make something cool, you know, uh, Clash of the Titans figure, the Sharon figure is just so cool, you know, yeah. and they like slopped paint on it. And if you just look at like the sculpt or like a cast, like a blank cast of it without like just the white paint on the like the paint job that they did at the factory back in 1980. Like, but it just a clean casting of it. Like, it's such a dope sculpt. And I, uh, so like, I made a mold of it and uh, then, like, just put like Luke Skywalker arms on it and then gave him a chest box because I thought, like, what space skeleton doesn't, like, <laughs> every space skeleton, like, needs to, like, be able to breathe in space somehow, right? And, uh, like, yeah, like a sleeveless, like, coat, you know, like trench coat, kind of like, which it's turned into like a sleeveless trench coat, but like it was just because it's like that classic Kenner style cape, you know, that yeah. is like a sleeveless trench coat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like really weird at the time because like a lot of the things I was doing were like, you know, I was emulating like things that were done like in back in different toy lines, you know, with the two-tone cape and like the telescoping lightsaber, like in a resin toy, but like nobody was doing that, like at that time, you know, like, and I was really trying to like stand out because it was the first time like Dove had asked me to make a figure and, uh, or for San Diego Comic-Con that upcoming year mm -hmm. at 2013. And I started like brainstorming and that's what, I mean, I came up with that figure for that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was just, I was trying to do things that like I thought were cool that, you know, like nobody had done, you know, and it was like a different way to stand out because I kept getting compared to, other, you know, other people would be like, that looks like sock lords or yeah. that's like David Healy or that's like over here, this guy and uh, over there. And, you know, and it just was like, I got tired of that. And I was like, well, I'm going to do something that really like nobody's doing, you know, yeah. and it'd be like a tribute to what I, everything that I love, you know, like I got la laughed at the other day for comparing, like Dove was comparing 
laughing because like he's like you always compare yourself to George Lucas, but it was like that's the recipe I was trying to do. I was like, yeah, what were the things that inspired like he that he took everything that inspired him and made Star Wars. I mean, but that's what most creators do. Like they just take like like you look at The Walking Dead, like and you take a look at everything you know that's like pop in popular culture that's like came off of the last generation you know what i mean yeah like everything that's came since is just like a different reinterpretation of everything that's came before it and everything is always like that and it's just this like a perpetual thing that's just like everything's inspired by everything you know like a tarantino films you know it's just like this weird cobbled together version of other things you know to make new things yeah all inspired by everything that's come before it and i just tried to do that with what i thought was cool and everything that was inspirational to me and made it really you know i thought because i was like everybody's that came from like a certain generation you know that's 10 years probably below me so probably like born in like the late mid mid to late 90s to like the er, mid to early 70s like all there's like this like 20 or 30 year generation of guys that all like the same kind of toys and yeah you know it's like because all these toy lines span for so long and all these cartoons kind of and they're still doing it now, but I, my kids really don't give a shit too much, but they're like, hearing <laughs> it, you know, so it's like, they're not too jazzed for like the new GI Joe movie, you know, like yeah. so think, or the new GI Joe toys, even it's like, I am. Mm-hmm. So they're still like catering to like this generation of guys, you know, which is a smart thing to do. So I was like, what are all the cool things like, <laughs> like that generation of guys like, and you know, what colors like, attractive to their eyes and i kind of tried to add all this weird fucking stuff into it because i was like it's going to be at san diego comic-con i want people to it to stand out and catch people's eyes you know and i hit up my friend or my my friend at the time luke yates we had worked together before i think maybe on the e-walking dead like mm-hmm. I, cause I'm, I lose track of some of the things I've made, like in those sequence of things, but I think the Ewalking Dead came first and we worked on that. Or maybe not. Maybe I see, I can't remember. That came like around the same, that was the same year, the Ewalking Dead. Yeah. So that was in 2013. And then the, yeah, the, the, the second colorway of Starkiller came out at New York Comic Con at Clutter that next October. And it was the gray ghoul that I've like re I mean, if anybody who's a fan of Phantom Star Killer knows that like every time I've put out a version of him, he's always come in that second gray color that's yeah. like gray with the pink cape. And that's the gray ghoul. And he uh yeah, he was the colorway that same year. So me and Luke had been talking about that because I had been asked to do like New York Comic Con and uh San Diego that for 2013 I was like gearing up to do these and I'd been making these toys you know and just po- by randomly posting them like I don't even know Luke Yates like I mean I didn't at the time he's just this guy who was like the a, a guy who worked at Vans and was like hey man I collect toys and I'll I'll send you some Vans if uh if you send me some toys, cause I like your art. And it was Rad. like real early in the day of like this weird shit. And he's eighties toys on Instagram. Like this dude who's got this epic toy collection. 
and he like wanted to trade stuff and we just became friends you know but at the time I didn't like really know him all that well and it, we became like you know we've become close friends and worked with each other so many times over the years and I was like hey man like let's do this project together for uh San Diego Comic-Con and he drew like a whole bunch of these sketches of of the toy that I had designed you know it was like this is what he looks like these are the parts I'm using like draw like a weird kind of version of him you know and that's like the the version that even as being like parodied today in the sca- fandom scan war yeah. part is like Luke Yates's toy, like uh, the package art from that toy in 2013 that was, um, you know, debuted at San Diego Comic-Con. And, you know, that like I'm doing now the version, like he's like an actual like toy of this, of yeah. that, of that drawing. So like that very first like version of Phantom Star Killer is like gonna be the next toy, one of the next toys that I'm releasing. You know, so it's kind of like all kind of coming to this point, you know, I think that's very cool to watch, you know, an evolution of something happen, you know. Yeah. And and like to create that in twenty thirteen and then go in twenty fourteen and create uh count. Yeah, the count was see he was the follow-up and I tried to like make like something that I thought was like cooler. Like and to me the count is cooler. Like okay. he's like I like that to me, like I always thought Count Draco Knuckle Duster was like the like I was trying to one up myself. Like, you know, like um I used like kind of the same like recipe that was like like a monster, you know, like because he has mummy parts and then uh, like Remco mummy parts and then Star Wars parts and then like a G.I. Joe basically which was like an action force Red Wolf which like at the time I'd never like he's such like a rare figure a lot of people like didn't I mean like we're just finding out about it you know like mm-hmm. they would see it and be like what the hell is that weird toy and it's like funny now that like and I hear this all the time that like that the look of that character is more widely known because of what I've done with it than because of what it originally fucking was. <laughs> which I think is insane. Like that a bootleg toy that I made like that in 2014, like has gotten to this like status and like, you know, I've tried to and have moved and melted it enough to make it like my own at this point, but like to what it started as, mm-hmm. you know, and that it all like comes back to like this weird toy history kind of to me you know of like this weird yeah time in in my life and a weird time in a art movement and you know yeah and i mean history now i guess you know because it's become like a real toy you know like when the toys that made us they did like a top 10 like toy inspirational like toys that came out of san diego comic-con they did like a list a few years ago yeah. And Starkiller, I can't, I think it was number nine, maybe, which I still, I'm, you know, I'm so just like, it's so stoked to be on the list. It's just like that it has anything to do with anything, like, but that it's, I mean, that it's like this thing that I just made in my, my, uh, my, my, I was living at my sister's condo at the time, you know? So it was mm-hmm. like I was making art in the basement in the, or in the garage. Like there was like a, it was like a two story townhouse. And I was working in the garage. I had like set up an art studio in there. And in the winter, I had like a heater because it gets below zero in Illinois, but I needed somewhere to like 
mold and cast and, yeah. you know, and for it to stay like an adequate temperature so that you know the chemical reactions would happen and shit yeah and uh, you know i mean anybody who makes toys knows that all that's important you know uh so yeah it's been it's been a a journey man and uh yeah but knuckle duster was the follow-up and i was supposed to be like to me he's just like i think he's cooler in every way you know but uh a lot of people still just like the skeleton you know like you yeah. know skull is just and you know i agree with him my sc- skulls are fucking <laughs> dope you know like yeah skulls are what's up you know so and you described that for draco that yeah. um this figure became something so much more and we're seeing that with uh yeah, phantom yeah. as well right yeah because i tried to well, well the thing is with draco is like i because I came up with this weird backstory for him. Okay. Like, which is... We interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Bootleg Bonanza! Hey, check out what I just got. Oh my gosh, what is this stuff? These are bootleg art toys. What? Where do you find bootleg art toys? I find bootleg art toys at Bootleg Bonanza. Bootleg Bonanza! An alternative toy store that specializes in bootleg art toys, resin, and vinyl. Oh my gosh. This one's weird. Actually, they specialize in weird. Not only do they buy and sell and trade designer toys, they produce them in their fully equipped studio. Bootleg Bonanza! Where's this at again? Bootleg Bonanza. It's at 200 East High Street, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Or you can head there online at www.bootlegbonanza.com. I don't know. Whose money did you spend on this? You didn't spend our money on this weird stuff, did ya? Um. I mean, what is this thing? Uh. Head there now. www.bootlegbonanza.com and spend all your money. Bootleg Bonanza! I'm I'm broke. I did that for Starkiller. Like I made this weird bet, and it's still the same backstory, pretty much. I was look actually, I was looking at like an original version the other day, and there are some parts that have changed because yeah. I, 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 as Draco was introduced, I like he tied into the story, and that was like in 2014 was like the the backstory of him came out, and they tied the story and made like this wider story that. uh that was just kind of tied the two characters together. And um, when, uh, yeah, so when I, I kind of uh, have kept just evolute, like evolving this, these guys and making different versions of the toys and, you know, the opportunity presented itself to work with Super 7 and make like the legit kind of versions of them, like the yeah. retro versions, um, you know, um, I incorporated those same original backstories, you know, and it was, it was like a few years in between when all that happened that I just would put out different, you know, big, I did a few different versions. So I'm jump. I, sorry, I jumped ahead a little bit, but so like, in tw- <laughs> I, I make that jump so easy, but it's like a four year jump, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like to 20 to 2014 to 2018 or 2020. But uh, yeah. So in 2014, I put, yeah, like I said, the, the it intertwined the characters. And then in the meantime, or in 2015, 2016, you know, 2017, I was putting out different versions of Starkiller and Knuckle Duster and I made like a vinyl figure or did the, you know, the vinyl st- Knuckle Duster, the five inch one. Yeah. Um, you know, and just kept them different, making different versions of the figures, really. And, um, yeah. And then I, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
it's just so crazy. Like you, you did it two times in a row. Yeah. You created something and in this universe that you're creating completely. And so I guess my first question, what are there more characters from this universe coming? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's like a whole weird web of guys that I've made that all intertwine into this thing, you know? And, and, um, yeah, I'm going to make as many toys as I can, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the whole, that's the whole deal. Yeah. I love that. I love when people create a story, I'm more into the stories than I am into anything else. And so when there's a story behind it, yeah, it's like, yep, keep that going. I'm, I'm in for the long haul then. Yeah, for sure. Like when I see like, that's the thing, like I, there's like a few years, like I, I mean, I did make a bunch of different toys, you know what I mean? We're like, focusing on like these two characters but there's like so many different things that I made different resin figures and different figures you know like the even like the logo for your podcast that's like the the can the beer thing yeah like I've done beer cups and mugs and spray cans and uh coffee cups and uh shit just beer cans and so many different things you know with with that even you know and to, to see different guys have done all the different versions of those you know where it's the, I mean, I've seen uh, just so many different things, hot sauce things and different, all so many different things. It's so funny, you know, just how it's all grown so, so much, you know, the, the culture around making toys and shit, you know? Yeah. When you, so I think looking at it from a different angle than most of us, because so many of us are just starting this, like I've only been doing this for about a year. So when you see the beginning from when you've started creating toys to now, um, mm -hmm. what are some major changes that you've seen happen in the community and where do you see it headed? Two big questions. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, it's as long as people keep doing what they're doing, I think it's awesome. You know, like I love the, parody stuff you know i think that's cool like it's gone in so many different veins man which is wild you know to see like the people that do just like pop culture reference guys you know which you know is like another thing that you know uh i guess i did too you know like where it's <laughs> like doing like alfred hitchcock and shit like that like which was another project with luke gates like me and luke worked together really quite a few different projects early on um yeah they did and then we did like another one which was richard Pryor as uh the bartender from the star wars uh skit on saturday night live which was kind of like another one of those like parody like you know like things that have happened that there's like spawned like a whole art movement of guys that do just that see it's there's like different veins of things that go off from this bootleg thing and i'm like i'm like i feel fortunate and I'm very proud to be like where I feel like I'm right at the center of like a bunch of those movements where I like I started making that style of figure I did like my own original guys and then yep. I did like you know what I mean like uh the Star Wars pop culture bootleg guys too that are like zombie you know like e-walking dead like I'd never heard those two fucking words mashed up before mm -hmm. I did you know and then to like leave that leave that comic con and then there's like t-shirts that have it at the next comic con we all go to and then you see like just how bootleg culture is inspired shit like that like if you you know what i mean you type yeah. walking dead now 
like I would I see I saw like a drawing that some dude it did that was just on like some forum like I don't even know what the hell forum would be like back then when you think of like what reddit would be like now yeah like I was like looking at something and I saw some drawing some dude just did and posted it and I was like oh hell I'm gonna make a toy of that like I'd never you know it's like you've never seen a toy like that you know yeah. And I made it then when I got the opportunity from Tenacious Toys, which is like an online toy retailer, but they back in the day were like a blog and they did shows and they did a bunch of stuff. Um, and they still do a ton of stuff in the community. Um, they gave me the opportunity to do a signing at New York Comic Con. And I did for the E-Walking Dead and they came and people sold out and there was a line and it was fucking, I mean, it was fucking amazing. But then it was, it's what's funny is like, and then right after that, like I went to do, anybody who knows this, I went to go do the Starkiller second colorway yeah. Grey Ghoul release at uh, Clutter Magazine's booth. And it was, there was like an edition of maybe 10 or 15 of them. And it was crickets. Like I went there and there oh. was like, it was like two hours later and like, nobody even knew that 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 was going on or I don't know just that's how comic-con is sometimes some things are hit or miss you know and it was like weird time in that scene where you know not everybody was aware of what was really going on I guess you know and uh yeah as soon as I, I think I left I put them online and they sold out like instantly the few people you know that were following my work at the time yeah and uh but yeah, it was like crickets at the show or like a few people came up and bought them. I actually, I sold it. There was like a few obviously. And then I think Rob Bruce came up and was like, are you, are you the suck Lord? Like, cause I was like, get the only other asshole selling a fucking action figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he didn't know. I don't know. I mean, I've put on a little weight since then, but back then I was, you know, 130 pounds and just some short fucking guy selling an action figure, which he's like some short fucking guy selling action, skinny guy selling action yeah. figures. And uh, yeah, Rob Bruce from uh, whatever that, you know, the show with Kevin Smith, he's like their toy aficionado guy. Yeah. He's like a toy collector, Rob Bruce. He like came up and like was like, you're the suck lord, aren't you? I was like, no, that's not that fucking, or maybe <laughs> I, I think I did. I was like, yeah, I am that guy, you know? I was like, yeah, that's me. You know, just trying to take whatever. <laughs> yeah, but that's just funny how things happen. But like I said, I'm real proud to be like at the kind of, like I said, like the world, like some guys did like their own things and they do certain things. Like I did so many different things as in the scene and this kind of developed, you know, like I feel really proud to have kind of been like where I did was like the first to kind of have done so many different things like that, you know? Yeah. So... You know? making those different styles of toys and now there's like guys that just that's all they do or you know what i mean they're that and they maybe they may not even fucking know that i may like which is so cool and i'm so happy that it's like that and there's no weirdness about it and shit because there always was being like where people would be like oh if i made this or you made this or you know or uh if you use this part like there was even like a certain weird stage in the scene or it was like if somebody used the same part or made the same toy and now it's gotten so big and kind of like ambiguous where it's like you don't even know what the fuck people have made and I kind yeah. of like it that way it's like you know like where I'm like I did this or I did this or I did this but it's like who cares like really you know it's like nobody even knows who did it and a lot of guys just as long as people are doing it and more people are doing it 
so so be it and i'm happy that it is that way you know and it's not like it used to be where people would be like i made this and fighting over this you know and that just is kind of a testament to kind of like you know after the few interactions i had like i said with scott kinnever that i felt like we hashed and kind of made or hashed out and kind of figured out you know that's like nobody owns buddha fett like people all around the world like i go to fucking yeah. i was at like some just like weird art or toy like or not even it's like some horror convention thing like a couple weeks back with my son and like that like shows are happening back up and there's like a guy who has like buddha everybody on his thing and back like you know like i said 10 years ago like i never ever ever had seen or heard anybody think about putting like a star wars thing on a fucking buddha and doing yeah. that and i had the buddha i had i had like stolen from like the mall at like some head shop like when i was like 16 with like my girlfriend we went in there and like she'd like steal bowls and incense and shit i'd like steal like these weird like little buddhas you know like yeah. these fake wooden resin buddhas and like yeah i had a handful of them and that's what it was just like mixed in with my toys as like i grew up and i was like this thing and i had like a vintage boba fett and i like put the head on it just one day while me and my brother and my my brother and my wife and his like girlfriend at the time, but now wife and they've been married for like 10 years and have two kids together and all that were like grilling and barbecuing and hanging out at my grandma's house. And I had a studio there and I made Buddha Fett and made the molds and made the whole thing while we were just like hanging out and then was pouring like resin versions. Cause I had uh, this stuff, which like you were asking how, like I uh, figured out how to do stuff. And I was like, well, I just figured it out. Like one stuff, the stuff that I got that was really helpful at like early on, I just stumbled upon because there wasn't like websites or Instagram or ads or fucking YouTubes, but there was like uh, this stuff that's like, uh, God, what the hell is it even called? It's like, fuck, I just had it on, the, on my head and I forgot it. Damn. That would have been a great shout out for him. Uh, but it's like this stuff that you can like use over and over and you can melt. It's like, some kind of like stuff you put in the microwave and like you can melt it and like melt it and like reuse it. And it's like a mold making material. Oh, and, badass. Like, and it like will cure. And then you can probably get like a few castings out of it, but it's like, you have to use like real slow curing resin because if any heat will like heat it up and distort it and melt it because the heat, you know what yeah. I mean? If it gets too hot, but you could use like a real slow cure resin. So I had this stuff that took like, shit like 24 or 36 hours to cure and it was yeah. like i'm pouring it in there and i was like this is not the way but it was it taught me how to make molds because i was able to like use it and figure out like if i fucked up i just feel like well i just make and melt it down and i wasn't like really wasting anything like i was able to use it so much you can even buy like the other day i was looking on amazon you can buy like five pounds <laughs> of this shit used like where it's like somebody will you know, like run it through a coffee filter or whatever to get some of the crap out of it, but you can still make molds out of it, you know, and, uh, or just if you learned with like alginate or like things that you can buy or that are just so, uh, inexpensive that, you know, or that you can use over and over or throw away, you know, I don't know. There's different mediums that, uh, but that stuff was real instrumental in kind of figuring it out. And that's what I used to make the Buddha Fett mold because it, it sets up really quick, this stuff, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, so yeah. 
like all these we focus so much on the two figures I'm super interested in the buddha fet that you created yeah that was pretty cool i see yeah i didn't know we were going to go down that little little uh memory lane but yeah i felt that that was like kind of you know uh yeah buddha fet because yeah like i said i've seen those things and it's just they're like a worldwide thing that i think people do type of things like that like extra truckestrial my friend tim he like has done his skeletor buddhas like he's like yeah version 10 11 12 like rock the fuck on man like he's done so many different things with it and it's all kind of come from like you know like i said it's just like guys doing things that they love and seeing things that they think are cool and being like that's fucking dope and there being like no weird vibes about it you know what i mean and that's the kind of the culture that i tried to push forward as like one of the guys that i feel like you know started all this shit you know yeah and it's been not like a big deal if you're doing something and you think it's cool and somebody wants to make something similar or you want to do something like it or you know i think it's all fun and games and you know it's cool it's fun you know yeah i i love that mentality it's almost like nothing's off the table whatever you see there you can just keep going reuse it figure it out take it like i I love that style of art yeah yeah because in the end like who owns any of this shit anyways like i've always felt like that like even like a lot of the parts and stuff like if you're using like parts that aren't you know like if it's you're just kit bashing and like kind of bootlegging something anyways like you know it's like until it becomes something like you start developing it into like an original like property or some sort of original property you know which i felt like i had to do more and more with it and that's what where the comic book came in in partnering up with my friend joe schmelke who you know we and him had worked together a lot on different uh package art and stuff just and really what's cool is it was just on the original characters like Joe reached out very early on and did just fan art of Starkiller and Knuckle Duster mm-hmm. as like a October when all those like drawing fucking things are going on in October. And this is maybe in like, I don't know, 2015. And uh, he did like Starkiller and Knuckle Duster just because he was like hip to the kind of the bootleg toy stuff, which he still is. Like it's funny. He like is, he is weirdly upset like just as obsessed about toys as i am and it's really cool to have like a friend and partner like that you know and uh so he he uh was interested in just the original characters and did star killer and knuckle duster and then we worked together on vice admiral acre and absolute ruler thuban which are also characters you were asking earlier if there was other characters in this like universe and those are two of the additional characters that I made that were like supposed that are in the same storyline and it, all of it ties together. And I made figures for those in uh, maybe like 2017. And um, yeah, we're revisiting. So like they tie into the comic book story. And um, so me and Joe started working together um, on doing the comic book. Um, and 2020 yeah which the comic book i i had to search a little bit to find the comic book but i did and i what was so rad about seeing the comic books for sale was if you scrolled down a little further you have the graded copies for sale 
it's just become such like this. It's almost like a comic book that is like really old that they found. They're like, we got to grade this shit. It's worth a lot of money. And it's like people value it so much. And it's so rad that you've created this whole thing around these characters in this universe. And it's, I don't even know, like my favorite thing I've ever seen, I saw today and it was the popsicle uh, ice cream phantom star killer head with the skittles or whatever for the eyes it's fucking rad yeah dude it's like i'm saying like you're saying um yeah it's it's insane like my friend todd junk fed um todd rogers he's another toy designer and artist and i'm looking at one of his his name right here in front of me like uh, a sticker of his that he gave me years ago. I've got him everywhere. He gave me like a stack of them at C2E2 or something. It's like so funny how I've made so many lifelong friends, you know, in this in this weird and wacky uh, art scene kind of weird bootleg world. And um, yeah, Todd's one of them. And he did that illustration. He's he's like, man, has anybody done one of those? You know, because it's just it's like such a like a the comic book is just in the, you know, I mean, we're like, we skipped over the kind of like super seven thing, super seven um, working with super seven has been like just a huge, huge thing. And, and the comic is a huge thing. And there's just so many people in the fan fandom around phantom star killer and Draco knuckle duster is insane. And the amount of fan art and stuff. So um, when um, junk fed hit me up, he's like, has anybody done one? Cause more times than not, like a friend of mine, you know, will hit me up and be like, I had this crazy idea. And they'll like say something. Yeah. I'll be like, dude, like three people done that one, you know? Uh, but um, yeah, it's so funny, but yeah, that, that is perfect. And I would, I would love it. So many people hit me up and were like, you should make those for real. And I'm yes. like, yeah, I don't know how we would do it. Like I'd have to, well, 3d sculpt them. And, and then like print it out, make food grade molds and then like make some kind of <laughs> lemonade slurry and put it in there and put bubblegum eyeballs. Like I could do it for like an art show, you know, I think. Yeah. And like a gallery show, have those as like a frozen treat for like the first hundred people. But yeah. I don't know how real like mainstream I could really make them. <laughs> like they'd be nuts <laughs> to like find a place that makes them and I don't even know how you would do that or distribute them or anything. It, it would never work in that medium. I don't think in like the real world thing, unless I did it, like I said, doing it for like a art show or something like that. Yeah. I would love to. I think we should do like, you know, we're doing prints. I think we should do like some pins and t-shirts and stickers of that. That's such a cool design, you know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I saw what's funny is it, like every, I mean, as a kid, when I used to get those from the ice cream person, they would always look so stupid, like half melted the eyes down by the jaw. Like it just never looked. So I imagine if you had those created, they might end up coming out looking like Phantom oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. I see like we were talking about even doing like different versions of it that have like, that are like droopy eyed versions, you know, as being like chase variants, you know? <laughs> make like fucking a bunch of pins and then like the weird hundred of them have fucking droopy eyes yeah. and fucking droopy faces that'd be so so cool not even tell anyone i'm doing that yeah so yeah. i didn't uh uh so for the super seven that was yeah, I was yeah. That yeah one. Like we, were, we were jumping all over the place man and it's hard not to do that because there's 
And it really is. There's so many exciting things going on. Like, it's like, I can, I can get lost in like a story and kind of like jump ahead several years, but it's been this crazy long struggle or, you know, and not struggle, but hustle, you know, to like make, make it to the point of what, what's going on now. And I never like, you know, and every, a lot of people, you know, like, I think it's all, you know, happened, you know, as like, which is, I think very cool that like, those are the things that stood out as like, and became more popular and I'm able to focus on those versus just doing like the staple kind of like Star Wars bootlegs and, you know, or doing like the pop culture reference figures, which I was, I'm st- I still would love to do, but it's like, as it got to the point where like, I'm the interest in my original stuff is more and more, uh, you know, like as much as some people might want to discount it and be like, well, it just looks like Skeletor and, uh, we interrupted this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Meanwhile, the galaxy of bootleg treasures. DOV2, we have an engine failure. We almost crash land on DKE Toy Planet. Oh my, we're doomed. Wait, salvation. Hooray, we're saved, DOV2. Limited edition custom artist made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures. DKE. Fuck them. Skeletor and Darth Vader. And I'll be like, oh yeah? Well, that's fine. Like, that's, you know, like, I just lean into that. Like, if that's what it does for you, then that's fine. You know, but it's like, I'm just doing my thing, man. Like, why don't you do your thing? Like, and see how far it gets you, you know, instead of worrying about what I'm doing. But I think it's cool that, like, my the original things are what stood up more than everything and i've been able to to spend and invest my time working on the original stuff versus uh you know the star wars bootlegs and the pop culture stuff too you know which like i said i would be i would love to still do you know but i think it's i think it's better for me to focus on you know and and at the end of the day i'd rather be known for something that i created you know and was um you know versus you know me and my friends worked on and everybody made some cool shit you know like I think that's what the end of the day that's what all it boils down to is like no matter what it's like this is just something cool that came out of like this weird kind of toy scene that like I'm super proud of and I'm super proud of everybody that's that's come before and after and helped and contributed and worked on and you know everybody because it's like so many things happen like even like the card back art for the new super seven figure like i don't know when this podcast will come out like it was just like a drawing that tim Barron, who's a friend of mine like we've worked together so many times but he just did it he's like i was just looking like i was looking at the post that he made originally and it's a different version of him in like the orange colorway with a pink background and he's like i was just looking at this uh, Phantom Star Killer by Super Seven and Killer, my friend Killer Bootlegs, and I was inspired to draw this drawing. And mm. he drew this like super dope fucking Star Killer, and he sent it to me, and then posted it online. I was like, dude, that's rad, you know. And then I'm pretty sure we'd worked together before, but we'd worked together a, a whole hell of a lot after. And uh, that ended up where, like, I mean, we're at the eleventh colorway with Super Seven, and. Um, we've just done so many different cool 
designs and stuff in the um one of the colorways and the color guides that I submitted was this one called the red baron banshee and it was this red with the blue like navy blue slacks like I, I, I always wear navy blue plant pants I'm wearing navy blue <laughs> pants right now but I love so he's got like navy blue blue pants and he's got like dark black boots and a red outfit I just thought it was like this red. kind of weird cool regal version and I called him uh, the red baron banshee and so when i ate when like i submit a bunch of colorways like is what i would do like the first uh five that came out from super seven were like the only five i designed like there was like five i did and they like were like let's put them all out and they were the first five the after that there was like uh once they had all like we'd seen you know there was so many like they'd all sold out and done very well and um it was like let's or brian or josh from super seven was like hey pete we need more colorways for star killer and um i did i did like 10 or 15 and uh they like picked a bunch of them out of there and I think some of like the cooler ones got yeah. left out actually, you know, but there's some like that got picked and that's one of them was the red Baron. And, uh, when it came time to do the card for that, I was like, all right, well, uh, you know, I hit up Tim and was like, Tim, are you available or free? You know? And he's like, all right, cool. You know? And he did the, the art and turned, you know, and I did the layout for the card and everything, but it turned out sick, you know, but it started from like, a drawing that he did just like as just like seeing it and being inspired by what it was and you know which is like just to me that's fucking awesome you know yeah. and for it to be like you know he did the background and did like a more refined version of that one drawing but you know it, what it turned into is something that's just fucking ripping dude like it's just awesome and the, to see to have like all the collaborative process and i just love the the mat the manufacturing process and i fell in love with it while working with super seven, you know, was like, cause they gave me so much fan, like free reign to like, kind of just play with the property. Like they didn't interfere too much. Like they would be like, you know, like, let me just kind of like, you know, I would just turn in stuff, you know, and they'd be like, okay. You know, and like, it would all, it, everything is just kind of came together. So weird. And they just let me, like I said, play and have fun. Um, which is, which is awesome, you know, to have in like a partner and a friendship and relationship like I had. And I fell in love with the manufacturing process, you know, and different in manufacturing toys. And now, you know, um, I stepped up, like not stepped out, but I kind of like did like wanted to make other things that, you know, Super 7's become like such a big company that they necessarily don't have the bandwidth or the time to do some of the things that I necessarily want to do. Yeah. And, uh, so I decided to start doing some of my own things and I partnered up with um, Scout Comics to start Tracker Collectibles, which I think is awesome because it is like, it goes back to like what I started doing, which was like, and I think these, like all the characters, just like Phantom Starkiller are like characters that are inspired by other things, you know, or like, yeah. they're like the next generation of creators that were like inspired by these things that came before and like are making and creating and making these cool things, you know, and they're all like original IPs that all have like this different spin on some cool uh, element or aesthetic of, 
pop culture kind of that's you know so they're all like to me like at least and i know everybody would probably be like oh that's my original ip but it's like no you know it's like they're all just cool characters to me and it's like i'm getting to play with like these things that are like original ips though instead of like it's just like to me it's like being being able to play with like the best of the best from different different creators that are like these different creative ips just like phantom star killer you know where there's julius black from the electric black which is my partner joe schmelke's comic with rich woodall where two you know they have joe has five, top like the top five selling best-selling books at scout right now which you know for an independent comic company is just like insane to have all these different titles that you know are doing so equally so well yeah his black caravan um you know the horror imprint that he has there and um so we're doing julius black and uh gut ghost which is you know he's been like a cultural phenomenon too there's so many like weird bootleg versions my friends have made you know par uh, parmo toys has made uh uh gut ghost todd fred's made gut ghost there's plush versions of Gut Ghost. Like he's to me just like a cool character, just like Phantom Star Killer. Like I don't know if you know Enzo Garza and Gut Ghost, but it's just like this awesome character that's just like to me, just like Phantom Star Killer. And and like cool like that. That's like, you know, he's like got like all these different elements that come together where it's like he's toyetic and he's like got a cool comic that goes with it. And there's just so many different things to me that like, I think are awesome. And every, I love, that's like the stuff I like to work on, you know, and work with guys that are like, are like minded like that. And um, yeah, these are things, like I said, like when I got the opportunity to make some toys and cool things with these characters, like it would be like a no brainer for me, you know? And it's not like I would even, you know, why would super seven necessarily want to make all that stuff? You know, like they wanted, like we were, I know them and they wanted to make toys with me, you know, and we still make toys together, you know, but I want to make toys, you know, based on the comic book too. Like, it's like, I feel like, and that's what I decided to do was make a version of him. That's like inspired by the way he looks in the comic book, you know, and um, do a, I make toys, you know, like I want to make more toys, you know, and when just the opportunity came up and presented itself, like it felt like a no brainer to me to make all these cool different toys based on different properties. Like I said, that I feel are, you know, that, that are all like, kind of like, not like I said, like bootlegging nature, but they're like inspired by like other things, you know, or, and it's like, you can just, you look at them and you're like that, you know, it's like, just cool i think it's very cool and just like the way it all appeals to me and i think it appeals to other people that like harkens back to what the nostalgia they have for the, the things that they do love and the properties that they love and the things that have came before and all that you know and it's just yeah. cool and That's, awesome it's a whole nother look at the toy almost like a toy industry that you got to be a part of and are working with and um it's a different look than a lot of us interact with so it's so good to hear you explain it yeah it's wild man uh yeah but that's kind of like the little behind the scenes of what you know i guess happened it's like you know i felt like yeah i wanted like as i was working with 
the guys at scout and they're like, we should make, they're, they're like, we want to make toys or we should make toys. And it's like, well, they're not, they, they're not going to make toys. They, they, they're, they're just not going to make, I mean, I can't even be like, Hey, do you guys want to, they just don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like they're so busy and they have their own things going on and they want to do their own projects. So it was like, you know, I felt it was natural for me that I take like this role that I feel like I've kind of been prepping myself for, for the last 15 years, you know, to do kind of, you know, a leadership, more of a like leadership role. I know how all the process is done. I know how every aspect, I mean, I just, I've, I've just taught myself how to do all that stuff. And it's, you know, I feel very fortunate that I'm able to do that, you know, and not necessarily have to, you know, make each individual figure myself anymore. You know, Um, I still wish I could. I mean, Jesus Christ, I did try to do it the last few times, making like a couple resin editions of things. And it's just like, I just cannot, you know, there's always going to be somebody who's upset. There's always going to be something that, you know, somebody doesn't get and they want. And then they're, I mean, especially as, you know, we've sold tens of thousands of comics, tens of thousands of action figures. Like, it's like, it's, it's become kind of something different. It's like, there's always going to be somebody that's not happy and somebody who's going to be mad. So doing them in like more of a mass produced, uh, kind of vein is, is I think more palatable and, you know, easier for me to deal with, you know? Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, there's an artist, do you know Matthew or Matt Gondek? He, uh, Mm -hmm. So he does art in prints and paintings and all these things. And he's gotten to the point where he can't do um, like all these things that he wants to do. So he has all these people painting for him, but he does, he for sure does the black brainwash. Yeah. And so he does, (laughs) but he, yeah, no, it's funny. Like, because a lot of times like now it's, it's funny because like, I feel like a lot of times now I am like, like an orchestrator like sitting in the back like or like i'm sitting there like the emperor like yeah. holding it like, electric beams are like blowing into the, these motherfuckers <laughs> because dude for real there's like so many people doing like all these different covers and different things and i've just got my fingers in every every little aspect of it too you know like yeah there'll be like 30 different variant covers you know and like between me and joe like we're just doing the different layouts and designs for all the covers and different things and approving different things. And, you know, uh, it's just, it's wild all how wild it gets, you know? And yeah, like with the toys, like having working with different guys and, you know, um, having a whole toy line sculpted, like right now, like that's what I've been doing is 3d printing. I've got like 60 different prints of all these different pieces of all these different toys. Um, all these different toys are sitting right in front of me. I just finished the last few prints. Um, but then those are like, you know, um, I mean, there's just so much work that goes into all of it, you know, and that's kind of, um, so, I mean, I keep myself busy with that stuff. I've been keeping myself busy with that stuff now and doing, you know, like the, like that Ninja Turtle version I was showing off a few while, a while back, like that's in production we're doing a whole bunch of different things like with, uh, yeah, like, um, murder hobo, which is another, um, 
property that's um, my my partner Joe Schmelke and Jason Lynch and then Ryan uh, Brown develop that's uh, like a and d style kind of like uh, you know like comedy adult comedy uh, comic book and it's just so cool like to me it's just hilarious it's like Rick and Morty like but in Dungeons and Dragons kind of and like with a weird like crazy sexual humor of Jason Lynch <laughs> and Joseph Schmelke and like it's just if you know the guys and your friends and fans of the guys like you know I mean which a lot of people are now um you know it's just awesome and they got Ryan Brown doing some of the interior art and cover art um, yeah, so we're doing a bunch of toys with them and working, you know, to work with Scott Hensey, which is like a legendary toy sculptor, um, you know, and to me, that's just like dream come true type shit, you know, like I remember meeting him at San Diego Comic Con years back, you know, and being like, uh, you know, he's like walk around and like hand out business cards and shit and like, or he'd have a booth and be like, I, you know, with his toys out and shit and he'd like, it's just like a guy that you meet may meet like and be like, wow, that's like, I remember like going home and being like, I fucking met that guy, you know, or like looking at a toy that I have like on a shelf, like a bit, like a splinter or not splinter, but like a shredder or like a foot cleanse soldier or bebop or rock steady and being like, God, I fucking met that guy. Or like meeting like Steve Varner, you know, like yeah. Varner studios, um, like guys like that and meeting them and, san diego or checking out their booth and being like yeah man you know and they're like they don't even know why the fuck like i'm there they just i'm like they're shilling some fucking weird bootleg over at dove's booth and like but they like years later it's like you know for me to have that connection to hit up somebody like scott and be like hey man you remember me like we talked all those years ago yeah and he's like yeah you know and he'd worked for super seven and he'd been like i've seen your thing you know and you know, just to create like a friendship with a guy who's like my dad's age and it's like, start working with him, you know? And like, you know, I feel like given the opportunity, like why wouldn't I want to yeah. do that? Like to have like, to me, like when I look at that drawing that Luke did to me, like, it'd be like how, like when they did like the, like Luke Yates, um, when I say Luke, like uh, it's like to look back at like how Star Wars and Hasbro did like the Macquarie like versions, you know, it's like this version of the toy of the thing that was all these years ago that has this much like history that's all kind of grown into this legendary climb of like to me that's just crazy you know and then to go back and I was like well I met I met him at that comic con like why wouldn't I have him sculpted if, if you know he would do it and want to so me and him worked on you know like doing that together you know or like he would send me pictures and then like in photoshop like i manipulate it be like no do it like this you know like i'm always like giving weird notes like that like it's funny someday i'm gonna put out a book and everybody's gonna be like holy shit like so much work goes into this stuff that you have no like you have no idea how much stuff goes into all this stuff dude like Doug's gonna put a book out i bet of dke or somebody or maybe i should because i've got so much like weird ephemera and like just stuff that's just like yeah. every, like nobody has any clue all the time and effort that goes into like doing all this stuff you know but it's to me it's it's like my dream you know and like why wouldn't I like yeah you know like to have a family that's a wife that's so supportive like it's just awesome you know 
Yeah, that's incredible. Real fortunate, man. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like all the, you know, all the things that have happened have happened for a reason. You know, if you, if like you said, you've listened to the first episode of my podcast, like, you know, like I have a dark history and for me to like climb out of that and do anything to me is like really cool, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's inspiring to hear that anybody else could do that. Yeah, it was Not good on you, man. You know. Yeah, it was incredible to hear that story, and then now to be able to interview and like chat it up and hear the craziness that is toys that has rocked and saved your life. Yeah, it's done. It's it's like a, like a testament, you know. Yeah, and to how like powerful toys can be you know yeah and it just yeah if that isn't a, a miraculous thing i i don't know what is i'm chatting it up for an hour and a half or so and so we, I like, we yeah we haven't been paying attention <laughs> i know the dogs barking upstairs and fuck man my no. one dog has a damn ear infection like we got this puppy like a year ago and I didn't even want him. And now he's like, you know, like my best friend. Yeah. And he, he has an ear infection. Oh. He got me crying talking about toys. And I'm crying about my dog's ear infection. Like, my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? My wife's texting me. She goes, I'm hangry. Like, she's cooking upstairs, dude. Yeah, you did probably keep me too long if I'm crying about toys and my dog's ear infection. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is a powerful thing and like a testament to how awesome and cool and creative that art is. And I think people can be in, you know, that I've got to do anything with my life. Like I said, is pretty cool. And that I've been able to highlight friends of mine and people that I think are uh, talented. is awesome. You know? Yeah. And I think like this, this moment that like you're willing to share right now of this like emotional vulnerable moment, is just a testament of like, how rad this community is yeah for sure and it and it means a hell of a lot to me yeah and hey and also you can send me a message and be like don't <laughs> let people hear me cry <laughs> yeah for sure dude like as i've gotten older i've became like this huge pussy i don't know how <laughs> it for real like i just cry about the craziest shit all the time like i can hear a song and be like start bawling but yeah for real it means a hell of a lot to me and that yeah, I think it's cool as fuck that there's, dude, that there's so many people doing it. Like I said, that I've done any anything with my life it, to me is fucking sick, and that it's inspired anybody to do anything else. Like that's so dope, you know. Yeah. And to be able to, like I said, work and create with my friends is amazing. Yeah, you know, man. Oh, you're getting me all worked up and emo- <laughs> don't. <laughs> It's fucking, it is. It's powerful shit, dude. Yeah. So we leave this last part of the podcast for you to plug everything that's going to happen, everything that's going on. You've listed so many people. If you want to run through them, like this yeah, is your uh, time to plug yeah, everything. I mean, I've got so many different things going on, dude. Like, hell, like you could probably Google Draco Knuckle Duster and find it at like a dozen places with like a dozen badass covers. Like I could shout out so many people. It's so sick, dude. Like so sick. I just, yeah. I mean, I wish I had a list of everyone's names, 
But if you look at my Instagram, and I should, I'm gonna like, I I do post as much as I can about everything, but uh, it's hard to like keep busy and doing all the things too. When you know, I mean, it's hard to just do it all by yourself. But um, I wish I had a list. I should add a list. But there's like 30 fucking covers of our comic, dude. It's coming <laughs> out like any any day. Like honestly, like there's so many cool projects I'm working on. Uh, we're going to be working on like the next comic, the follow-up uh, star killers being reprinted for the fourth time. Uh, Super seven as a new figure. Uh, I've got my figures through tracker. I mean, there's just so many dope things and uh, yeah. Thanks for the support, everybody. That's I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then if so buy we, that shit, please. Yeah. That's <laughs> no fucking kids for real. There's like a, thing that suck lord gave me years ago that says feed my kids <laughs> like i think that's he gave me at his at his house but yeah that's real like but, you're doing this full time you're you're pushing you have so much stuff going on we have yeah. no reason not to support the rad shit that you got going on yeah and thanks everybody but yeah there's so much going on and i just plan to keep doing as much as i can to keep doing it you know yeah well, man, hey, sorry to get you to tears, but thank you so much for giving me no, this time. And it means a lot, dude. It's like such a, like a, such a, like pivotal time in my life. So it's all like, feels like it's, you know, coming together. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for this interview. It means fucking do it. the world to, to me and Toys on Tap and yeah, just thanks, man. Hey, it was good talking to you. You too, man. on tap next episode it's great it's amazing you're gonna want to listen to it it's not right now though you're gonna have to wait till the next episode to listen to it oh when's that the next one cool toys on tap the next one's gonna be good too so stay tuned and and, and listen to that awesome